Hello, friends. Yeah, so life is calming down for me after a bit of some craziness with travel and visiting family and uh, Laracon and Alpine Components launch all basically in the same week. Um, so that was pretty wild. And that's definitely why you haven't heard from me on this podcast in a bit. Um, but, you know, it's been one week so far of rest from all that, um, which really just means normal work life, which is feels like rest because it's like catch up on emails and, you know, do stuff, work on little stuff, open source, clear pull requests, whatnot, that stuff. So, yeah, nice to get back to that cadence of waking up and doing work and fishing, of course. That's a big part of, of daily life, of as you know. Um, yes, so those things now I'm back and now we can talk about what I wanted to talk about is Alpine Components and how it went. So Alpine Components, so this episode's going to be kind of an alley-oop for future episodes where I'm going to talk more about this components launch journey and the, the journey like that's already taken place and the one that's about to take place and the mistakes, the wins and losses, and um, more specifically, the, the mistakes we made that we're trying to fix and the journey of fixing them um, because it's kind of a fun journey, you know, and I think it would be fun to talk about here. Uh, so yeah, so Alpine components, you know what it is, but you know, the pitch again, and like, I think it's important to kind of remind you at least my vision for it so that, um, because even in, there's probably even mistakes in the vision. There's one glaring, maybe mistake in the vision itself. So the, this, this sort of came out of like, you know, building liveware, building Alpine, doing courses on, you know, like surge courses and whatnot. But so many people, um, all those things are valuable and good, but for a long time, people have asked me like, okay, I want to use Livewire with X, uh, plugin, you know, like select two or something. And I just like, th- this is something that I just want to know how you would do, you know, and just copy your work. Like I want you to do it cause you're going to do it better than me. And I want you to just like put it out there. And so this has been recommended to me by lots of people over time. And there's people who have, you know, attempted this themselves, of course, because it's sort of an obvious product. Like Alpine Components is an obvious product. It's like the least original thing you could build is just, you know, a component library that solves these common UI problems. Um, and yeah, so for better or for worse. And I hope, I hope in this case for better. Um, so, right. Okay. It's an obvious idea, but there's also a, a correlating obvious demand for it. Um, and so this has been on the roadmap forever and whatever, you know, you know how that goes. So that's where it came from. That's, that's the need. And so the, the main purpose of this is really to, to, that is the primary purpose of this, uh, whatever. It's not a course. It is also kind of a course, but this product is that you person building apps using Alpine, you know, whether it's with Livewire or not you have needs and you could hand roll a lot of these things yourselves, but I bet you just want to know how I would do it if I spent a ton of time thinking about how to do it best and then gave you the code, you know, I would want that. So that's what this is. Um, But I sort of lumped in a second offering in that, and that is educational screencasts. And where that came from personally is like, all right, if I'm going to build these things, I'm already going to be putting in the work of making them good and finding the best way to do things. So like, and there's so many tips and trips, tips and tricks along the way that I'll use. 
and discover myself that I want to talk about. And it wouldn't it be just a great learning platform? It's like you could learn from practical examples of me actually building these things that so many people need in their apps. You would learn so much about Alpine and front-end development and all that stuff, JavaScript. It would just be super useful. And I and I believe that. I mean, after having recorded, you know, not well, I guess we're up to like 13, but the the, the nine that are out there right now, um, with those core components, like I believe that you could go through them and they're kind of like a masterclass in Alpine. They're the best educational resource on Alpine. I think that's, it's deeper stuff, um, which is, it's great. So anyway, I think that that's a huge offering and that, that was a big part of it. And then the, the other reason to do the screencasts is it's going to force me to make the components even better. And well, to make Alpine better, because when I'm screencasting, I really just like, I have this block with hacks. Like I, I avoid hacks like crazy because there's so many, you can always accomplish something with whatever tool or working a rep or by working around the tool. But with these screencasts, I've just like, if I run across something like that, I think about like, what's a plugin. And I've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Like what's a plugin that I could write or a feature that I could add to make this a killer screencast, you know, to make this a screencast that's really easy to watch and makes, makes this whole process feel simple and makes alpine glow um alpine glow that's cool makes alpine glow i really like that that little bit um yeah so so that's that that's the other purpose of the screencast so i do not regret recording the screencast with it and even if like someday i guess the reason i said this might be like a glaring problem with the vision it's possible that by promising two different things uh i've made the whole thing worse you know um, I think I've it, like the danger of confusing people like, wait, what am I getting? And like, why did the screencast matter? I think it, I think the, the biggest risk is that people just won't watch them um, and will come here for the code and they won't realize the value of the screencasts. I guess the worst case is people who just don't realize the value of the screencasts and don't need the code, but would have benefited from the screencasts. But because they're just lumped with the components, it's like, are you going to watch the carousel screencast if you don't need a carousel? I don't know about that. But if I had packaged this all up in an educational course and called it like mastering Alpine or becoming an Alpine wizard or something, and sort of instead of it feeling that way, it felt more like, like this is an educational course and we need practical things to build. So, you know, this series, we're going to build this, but you're going to learn these specific techniques. Yeah. Again, I think the content would be the same. And I think the result would be the same as far as you being a better developer, a better Alpine developer, but uh, it would be marketed much better. So I think that's probably the first marketing mistake with this is attempting two value ads together and lumping them in that way is again, probably a mistake. Not sure. I'm not sure if I regret it because the alternative is, is what to do two products at once or do this product first. And I want to add the components. So is another alternative to just leave out the screencasts, but I like doing screencasts. I like what they do to my workflow and I actually like recording them. Um, so yeah, so that's that, that's kind of the vision and the journey. So let's talk a little bit about the journey to get where we are. And then in the next and future episodes, we can talk about more specifics about failures and, um, where we are in the process. So the journey to get here, the first iteration of Alpine components was Alpine component patterns, whatever we changed the name along the way. There's an episode in this podcast somewhere about that, but we started off with a very, like, just like what I, my knee jerk reaction was like, put an advert on the site, you know, a little like block ad in the sidebar of the docs that says like Alpine component patterns, uh, 
see more or more info or something. And people clicked it like probably more than a carbon ad, but not a ton. Um, and, and then a, like a decent landing page for it that felt very different and branded custom for Alpine component patterns and everything, um, with an email signup. But I don't even think we promised any content from that email signup. So this, whatever, this is a recipe for just not getting the traction you want because I made obvious mistakes there. I didn't ask people, uh, or, or I didn't offer something for you giving me your email mistake. Number one, mistake number two, um, the whole call out to it is just like a small, like ad looking thing on the site that just looks addy. Like I could have done better than that. I could have put it in line somewhere. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. There's just so many things we could have done better. And we did, we did poorly at first. And then we iterated on it a bunch. And there's an episode called my first AB test or something in this podcast. That's a good listen to where we started like AB testing different things to get to get to a better flow, a better signup flow. And where we landed was super frictionless and promised people content and people were happy about it. And like we had a really good email signup stream after that and built the list that we wanted. We described what, this is actually interesting because when we started this process, we described what would be uh, like me and Jason, J- Jason Beggs, he's the other p- partner on this um project, which, you know, of course I've talked about before full stop. It's like such a great decision to partner with somebody on something like this, especially somebody like Jason. Um, so he and I sat down and we talked about email, uh, signup numbers and we're like, what would be the worst? What would be okay? And what would be the best kind of thing? And our, our worst number, uh, we didn't even get to with the first strategy. Like we were put it out there for so long and like we didn't even hit that number and we're like whoa like we can't we can't launch this thing because the email the number of people on this email list is like it's like half of my make vs code awesome list and i figured this would have triple that you know and it didn't get to that point so whatever we made we did a bunch of a b testing we iterated a bunch um and eventually got to a point where we were on easy street and the emails were flooding in and and like consistently and then we got to our ideal email um, email list number, uh, which I believe is like 9,000 or 10,000. That, that was like our, you know, we want to have that many people on an email list to launch this thing. Amazing dream scenario would be 15 grand, which we could have got to if we waited really long, uh, but we didn't want to wait that long. Um, but yeah, before we did all these optimizations, we were like two and a half thousand or something, you know, and we were kind of stuck there. Uh, so that, so, so, um, I'll say this full stop that the launch didn't go as like as well as we dreamed of. We did a similar thing with launching. It's like, here's an amount of revenue that would be a, a disappointment. Here would be ideal. And here would be like amazing. And I'll say that we landed somewhere between a disappointment and ideal. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. Um, some of them are just tangible mistakes, but then there's another family of reasons that's just like, I kind of just anticipate doing the same thing we did with the email signups with the revenue for this product, which is like iterate on it over time and fix the problems and add the value and, you know, whatever, like, um, I don't know. It's just sort of taking a more, uh, lax approach to a product launch because this is sort of a hybrid between launching a course like make VS code awesome and launching a service or SaaS appy thing like Laravel's, um, 
sorry, like LiveWire Surge screencasts, where with Make VS Code Awesome, you have to get it all right up front. And then you, you know, you, your revenue really depends on how well you did everything beforehand. And then you get all this revenue and then it just like dives off a cliff the next week and smashes into the ground and you get this long tail of a trickle of income or whatever, at least for me, um, for that product. And for, I think other people who've launched products like that, not for other products that, um, I know other people have put out there that have really strong tails, but whatever. I think in, in general, that type of product follows that pattern where a SaaS app or something is like a slow growth over time. You're going for that long growth tail, the tail grows and doesn't shrink. Um, and so that's what it is with Livewire. There was never a Livewire screencast launch. I just started putting them out there, started charging for them, added more over time and like and revenue just grew, you know? So I'm I'm envisioning like kind of the same thing with with this. Um but I at least want to attempt it as a launch uh for whatever. It just feels natural. But then I also think that the mechanism of like the long tail will kick in with this product. So so that's sort of an excuse as to why like it sort of makes sense that that I that this didn't do like incredibly well because we launched a, like a third finished product. Um, we, we launched a third finished product and I made a bunch of marketing mistakes. Um, and yeah, so there's just like lots of things that went in to make this like, Oh, this actually makes sense. The amount of revenue that we got from this. But of course I want to go on that journey to iterate and optimize and make this thing, everything I want it to be. And that's what this is about. And this is a great, this is the best place to talk about it for me. Um, so I think, yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about it. See you in the next episode.